0: In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis as Bitcoin traders earmark key Bitcoin price levels as 34000 struggles to hold, as well as Bitcoin dominance hits a whopping 54%, its highest in the past two and a half years as Bitcoin having fast approaches, and quoting the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser, hash precedes the price. First, we saw the hash rate skyrocket, and now the Bitcoin price is starting to catch up. The implied hash adjusted price is over. $300,000. Per BTC. Also, breaking news the SEC chairman Gary Gensler says the SEC has eight to ten filings on Bitcoin ETFs in front of the commission. Also, Sam Bankman Fried's testimony to challenge government claims. I'll be breaking down the latest, as well as Gary Gensler teasing the details of the SEC's $5 billion taken from enforcement actions. Also, in today's show, US regulated spot Bitcoin ETF to trigger a Bitcoin surge to over 46,000, says Galaxy Digital. be breaking down their timeline, as well as Bitcoin to repeat gold's 475% post-ETF rally. Bitwise's Matt Hogan says the approval will unleash a new capital wave. Also in today's show, BlackRock takes the apparent new step in their Bitcoin ETF prep. That's right. BlackRock is buying Bitcoin, but it won't directly pump the market's Here's why. The simple reason is that they are acquiring Bitcoin through miners, exchanges, and governments via over-the-counter transactions. This method doesn't directly influence the price of BTC. But don't be fooled. They are accumulating. They literally stated this to the SEC. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this, plus so much more in today's show. Net. Welcome to podcast episode number 1442. I'm your host, JV, and today is October 26, 2023. Let's kick off today's show with our market watch. We can see Bitcoin pulling back this morning after tapping 35,000 yesterday. We corrected 2% today, still holding above 34 G's. The entire crypto market is mostly also correcting and in the red with Solana down roughly 6%. And checking out the cryptomarketcap.com. We can see the market cap at $1.25 trillion with roughly $52 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. The Bitcoin dominance is on the climb. We already tapped 54%, which is a new high for the past two and a half years, with the Ethereum dominance, which has been pretty stagnant and on the decline, currently at 17.2%. 1%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours, we got Gala leading the pack up roughly 10%, trading at 1.8 cents, followed by Doge up almost 4%, trading at roughly 7 cents, followed by Arbitrum up barely up 2%, trading just above 93.5 cents. And checking out uh, the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, we can still see it was a sea of green and it just transformed into a sea of red because when the market pumps in the way it has, typically there's a correction, and that's what we're witnessing right now with the biggest loser being hex down over 19%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. We're currently rated a 71. Yesterday was a 72, which is the highest it's been in a very long time in greed. Last week, a 52. And last month, a 46 in fear. So there you have it, crypto fam. How many of you are currently bullish on the King Crypto? And how many of you are anticipating a Another parabolic surge, potentially breaking the current local high for the year of 32,000. Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And my apologies, the local high is now 35,200, as we just recently pumped uh, tremendously in the past 48 hours. And with that being shared, fam, now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts where the Bitcoin price action is likely to go next. Shout out to John Good. I appreciate you subscribing to the channel. Much love and much respect. So here we go. Let's break it down. Bitcoin fell below 34,000 this morning after the October 26th Wall Street open as consolidation at 17-month highs continued, as you can see here in the Bitcoin one-hour candle chart. Now, data from Cointelegraph and TradingView showed the price behavior challenging intraday lows, with Bitcoin attempting to push higher still the day prior, but sell-side pressure ensured that $35,002 remain untouched as the current ceiling. Quoting crypto analysts here, we are going to have to wait for some candles to develop to see what the next move is, but we can gain some insight by Now, historically, the side with the heaviest concentration of liquidity closest to the active trading zone wins the battle, and right now, those concentrations on both sides are very close with a slight advantage to the bid side. Now, material indicators flag that 33,000 level as the key level to hold as any wicks below that level on the monthly candle close would invalidate this attempt of a bull market breakout. Quoting him again, based on how this market tends to operate, I can envision a short squeeze to 36,000 and potentially up to 40,000 before a dump. And I'll be happy to scalp any long setups that come my way, but remaining cautious until we retest 33,000. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analysts. Now, 36,000 is already on the radar as a target to overcome as a part of the breakout. That can see 45,000 return next month in November. Let me know if you feel we can tap 40 Gs, baby, in November. Now, other market participants, including Mikal Van De Pop, founder of trading firm MNT. Uh, Trading had similar Bitcoin price zones of interest, quitting him here on X. Still interesting to keep an eye on Bitcoin fighting 34.7 as resistance, through which a breakout there should lead to 37, the 38,000. But on the other hand, areas between 32.6 and 33.1, if we get there, areas of longing, corrections are usually quite swift and upward trends. Now, he also says the current price action is very predatory and that really punishing any longs or shorts that are overextending looks to be in a chop mode overall until 33 or 35,000 breaks. So all eyes currently right now on that 33 level to hit new annual highs. Now, what about that CME gap at 20,000 that many perma bears have been calling for? Well, zooming out, trader and analyst Credible Crypto, known for his optimistic take on the Bitcoin price outlook, took one bearish theory. In particular, this involved concerns of returning to 20000 the site of the only nearby gap in the CME group Bitcoin futures market. Some believe 20000 is very much on the cards due to the gap, but Credible told subscribers not to wait for capitulation. Quitting the analysts here, I said some months ago that we would really leave that gap behind. And lo and behold, we sure did leave that gap behind. I personally don't feel we're going to return, but let me know your honest thoughts. Now let's discuss the Bitcoin dominance hitting the highest level of the past two and a half years. Definitely a good sign. I called it a few days back. I said, I've been calling it for a while. I said, one Bitcoin reclaims 51%. Dominance in the market, that's a 51% attack on the altcoin market. And lo and behold, Exactly what we're witnessing right now. Bitcoin's market dominance began reviving at the start of October when it rose from below 49% to reach the new two and a half year high. October had historically been considered a bullish crypto month, leading to the nickname October. This was evident from Bitcoin's double digit percentage surge over the past couple of weeks, helping the Bitcoin price rise from just below 27,000 at the start of the month to now roughly. $34,000. And as Miles shares here, October has been great, but the party may not be over just yet. November is historically Bitcoin's best performing month. And that's why many analysts are calling now for $45,000 in November. So send it and let's go. And quoting the high priest of Bitcoin, the one and only Max Kaiser, hash precedes the price. First, we saw the hash rate skyrocket, and now the Bitcoin price is starting to catch up. The implied hash adjusted price is over $300,000 per Bitcoin. Now, Austrian... Uh, economists will cite production costs as immaterial to price, but Bitcoin just partially fulfills the expectations of this school of thought. Crucially, the incentive to mine Bitcoin is driven primarily by a species-wide need to survive, the fiat money apocalypse. Miners, whether they know it or not, are being directed by the internal aesthetic of Bitcoin that comes directly from God. God is hacking us to save us via Bitcoin miners. First, he sent his only son. That didn't work. Now he's firing up Bitcoin miners to usher in the Bitcoin sink. Not coincidentally, the Middle East is awash with violence again. Bitcoin fixes this. The second coming is now. Preach. Massive shout out to Max Kaiser and a reminder that the SEC chair, Gary Gensler, currently has between 8 to 10 filings for Bitcoin ETFs in front of the SEC commission as all eyes are on the approval of a spot. Bitcoin ETF. So there you have it, fam. Now let's break down the latest of what's happening with SBF scheduled to testify in court. Is he Adderall'd up? How is he going to do it? He's so nervous. I mean, for Christ's sake, the guy's a nervous wreck. But nonetheless, here's the latest developments of what's happening with the ongoing court trial with the FTX founder, Sam Bankman-Fried, as we refer to here as Scam (laughs) Bankman-Fried. The possible uh, comments of the former Upcoming testimony has been outlined in a letter to the judge in the letter submitted to Mark Cohen to inform the court of their planned testimony during Bankman Freed's direct examination. I wish this was recorded publicly. I mean, I'd love to tune in, but I doubt it. The defense requested approval to obtain testimony regarding Bankman Freed's awareness of the counsel's participation in specific matters following the court orders from October 1st. FTX, also Alameda, entered bankruptcy proceedings, as we know, November 11th of last year, with Bankman fried resigning as as their CEO, he had been arrested in the Bahamas, December 12th, after the U.S. government formally notified the country of charges in the U.S., which was filing against him. Meanwhile, FTX co-founder Gary Wang and Alameda Research CEO Caroline Ellison agreed to plead guilty to the case. Sam Bankman-Fried's testimony would challenge government allegations, particularly concerning the council involvements in events such as the auto deletion policies, creating North Dimension entities, the payment agent agreement, loans from Alameda. And drafting FTX terms of services. Now, understanding the council's role is crucial to showing his belief in proper and lawful conduct. All I know is this. Him testifying is not going to be a good look. I don't know what he can say to get himself off the hook. In fact, I think he'll only bury himself more. But that's my thoughts. Let me know what you think. The defense argues that Bankman Free's understanding of legal counsel's involvement is relevant to his state of mind and good faith. Furthermore, they assert his knowledge of the industry practices is essential to demonstrate his belief in acting in line with accepted norms. And according to the letter, former Alameda Research CEO Caroline Ellison's admissions of providing manipulated data as well as former FTX Chief Technology Officer Gary Wang's claims of SBF's involvement in enabling Alameda to withdraw unlimited funds, alongside former FTX Engineering Director Nishad Singh's testimony about Alameda's excessive celebrity endorsement purchases, underscoring the significance of Bankman-Fried's testimony regarding his intentions October 12, 2022, to counter the interferences drawn from the prior witness statements. Furthermore, the letter notes that the defense plans to have Bankman-Fried's free testify, here we go, about his sincere intentions on November 12, 2022, regarding his compliance with directives of Bahamian authorities. This testimony would revolve around his belief that Bahamian authorities prioritized FTX customers' well-being and that the FTX in-house U.S. Bankruptcy Council had potential conflicts of interest. Meanwhile, the United States government is expected to wrap up its case against SPF on the morning of October 26, which is officially today, with defense attorneys likely finishing the following day, which would be tomorrow, Friday. Now, the prosecutors added they were uncertain whether rebuttal witnesses would be necessary depending upon Bankman-Fried's testimony. So closing arguments could be held before October 31st. So I'm curious how this testimony will play out. I'll be keeping you posted, probably be updating you tomorrow with the final testimony before we get the final outcome from this ongoing trial. Let me know how you feel this will likely play out for the scam. Bankman Friedster himself. Now let's discuss Gary Gensler. Did you know they collected over $5 billion? Like, whoa, what do they do with all of this money? They don't give it to the investors. They typically use it for more unethical law enforcement and regulation, unfortunately. But let's break down this story before we dive into some very bullish Bitcoin price targets ahead of us. And welcome everyone just joining in. Appreciate you, U.S. SEC Chair, Mr. No Clarity, Gary Gensler's speech at the 2023 Security Enforcement Forum shed light on the regulatory body's enforcement actions amounting to five billion dollars in judgments and orders. Good lord! However, Gensler's dig at the crypto market became a talking point for the crypto community on X. Don't get me started on crypto. I won't even have to name in the individuals we have charged in this highly non-compliant field, say Gensler. Now, while talking about the economic perspectives of the SEC enforcement action, Gensler noted the agency filed more than 780 frickin' enforcement actions alone in this year of 2023, including over 500 standalone cases. Good freaking Lord. Now the enforcement actions led to judgments and orders totaling over 5 billion bucks, of which 930 million was distributed to harmed investors, leaving the SEC with north of $4 billion of that money. Gensler added the SEC had filed lawsuits against 40 firms for violations of various rules and regulations since December of 2021, now leading to more than $1.5 worth of penalties. Gensler revealed the SEC settled record keeping related charges with 23 firms in the last fiscal year alone. It sounds like they're pretty busy, but why don't they get busy with accepting this Bitcoin ETF, you know what I mean? Application already. But in his speech, the SEC chief reiterated his early stance on crypto, claiming the most of the crypto market falls under the securities bracket and must be governed under the same law. And in his explanation of the broad definition of a security, Gensler explained the concept of an investment contract and why a major chunk of the crypto market resembles it. According to Gensler, most crypto assets will pass the investment contract test, bringing them under securities regulations, which is his overall goal, right? The more they have to regulate over, the more they can do. Now, quoting them here, without prejudging any one asset, the vast majority of crypto assets likely meet the investment contract test, making them subject to security laws. So what Gary is ultimately saying is every cryptocurrency minus Bitcoin is an unregistered security. But we all know that not to be true. Fortunately, the SEC and Gary has been taking some L's against some major exchanges including with the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, Grayscale and their parent company, Genesis. So we all know Gary was positioned there as a patsy to not allow a Bitcoin spot ETF because we all know Bitcoin undermines the value of the U.S. dollar. And if we got that ETF approval before their boys and homies on Wall Street already, the market's going to go parabolic, right? Right. And Bitcoin can easily be $100,000 plus backed on the approval of a Bitcoin ETF with the supply shock, the Bitcoin having around the corner and all of the bullish catalysts currently in the market, okay? Now, with that being shared, now let's discuss a $47,000 target incoming and potentially in November. As they say, November is one of the most bullish months historically in the Bitcoin market. So let's break this down. According to Galaxy Digital, along with their timeline, the crypto financial services firm Galaxy Digital Is bullish on Bitcoin if and when the US SEC approves the Spot Bitcoin ETF. We all know it's inevitable. So it's not if it's when, right? According to Galaxy Digital's research, the approval for the US-regulated spot Bitcoin ETF will be one of the most impactful catalysts for the adoption of Bitcoin. He says the Bitcoin can soar by double-digit percentage points in the first year of the spot Bitcoin ETF getting approved. I would suggest Bitcoin surging double digits upon the first 24 hours of the official you know I mean, announcement, considering we pumped thousands of dollars off of the fake news just recently, wouldn't you say? But anyways, quoting them here, we can see monthly returns gradually ramping down from 6.2% in the first month to 3.7% by the last month of the first year, resulting in an estimated 74% increase in Bitcoin in the first year of the ETF approval. And they share with you how they come across this math. And according to the analyst, Bitcoin has a total adjustable market size of $48 trillion just alone in the United States. Let that sink in, fam. Right now, the Bitcoin market cap is only north of $500 billion. He says that as of the third quarter, about 800. dollars 000 BTC, currently worth approximately 29 billion, were held in existing Bitcoin investment products, such as exchange, traded products better known as ETPs, and closed. And funds. Now, on the prospects for Bitcoin over the coming months, here's what they had to share inflows from ETFs, market narratives about the forthcoming Bitcoin halving in April of 2024, and the possibility that rates have peaked or will peak in the near term all suggest that 2024 could be the big year for Bitcoin. Amen. We all know it's going to be a hell of a year, wouldn't you say? But all right, fam, now let's break down this 475% parabola prediction for the king crypto, according to Matt Hogan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go. The chief investment officer at the largest crypto index fund manager in the US is very optimistic about what a spot Bitcoin ETF approval can do for the Bitcoin price. Now, Matt Hoogan, the CIO of Bitwise, draws the comparison to what happened in the gold price after the precious metal secured its first first ETF in the US back in 2004, suggesting something similar can happen to BTC, putting him here alongside this chart. People ask me what happened when the first gold ETF launched in the United States. And obviously, charts don't lie. Bitwise is one of the numerous companies that have submitted the Spot Bitcoin ETF app for the US SEC. And in a recent interview with Thinking Crypto, Hogan said the Bitwise is focused on educating traditional finance stakeholders about Bitcoin. Quoting him here, the thing to think about with the Bitcoin ETF and why it matters is it unlocks this other segment of the market that essentially has no allocation into crypto, which is the financial advisor marketplace. Now, this is an important market. It at least twice and maybe four times as big as self-directed retail investors. So the people who own crypto now are mostly self-directed retail investors. The financial advisor marketplace controls between two and four X as many assets. Let's freaking go 200 to 400% more. And so what we're doing every day with a 20 plus person sales team is having meetings with these advisors, talking to them about what Bitcoin is, talking to them about where it fits in their portfolio. And laying the groundwork for when the ETF launches for them to adopt it readily. We are seeing real traction. There are a lot of advisors who want to allocate ahead of the Bitcoin ETF. And something else I like to point out, which is very important as well. Bitcoin has true Price discovery. So the spot Bitcoin ETF is going to allow true price discovery in an ETF market for the first time in human history because every ETF market is manipulated, including precious metals. Therefore, we cannot even compare the result of the 2004 gold ETF to Bitcoin because with Bitcoin we got true price discovery. Also, Bitcoin has a finite, limited supply, unlike gold. Gold is relatively scarce, but Bitcoin is the ultimate scarcity. There can never be more than 20 million coins, so there's no comparison whatsoever. Let me know if you agree or disagree in the comments below. Now let's break down our featured story of the day and discuss the latest with the BlackRock spot Bitcoin ETF approval and their latest predictions where the Bitcoin price action is likely to go next. Let's break this down and shout out to everyone just joining us in that live chat. Now, the world's largest asset manager, BlackRock, currently with roughly $10 trillion in assets under management, continues to prep its proposed Bitcoin ETF as segment observers have pointed to potential bullish signs that. Such products will be approved. That's right. Only a matter of time. They're prepping right now. The BlackRock Plan iShares Bitcoin Trust is currently listed on the Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation, known as the DTCC, website. Now, industry watchers pointed out in X on Monday, including myself, that the plan funds ticker is IBTC, according to the official listing. Now, a DTCC spokesperson told BlockWorks the proposed ETF was added to the list, Back in August, the inclusion in the eligibility file of both active funds and potential ETF launches is standard practice, the representative noted, adding it is not indicative of regulatory approval. So don't get it twisted. Bloomberg Intelligence senior analyst Eric valchuna said on Monday that IBTC is the first proposed spot Bitcoin ETF listed on the D. DTCC, the financial market infrastructure giant that processes trillions of dollars in security transactions on a daily basis. Now a DTCC subsidiary, National Securities Clearing Corporation, known as NSCC, has a process for clearing ETFs that includes the ability to review the ETF's portfolio constituents, which is also used to automate the creation and the redemption of ETF shares and their subsequent settlement, according to the company. So a representative for DTCC, did not immediately return the request for comment, but a BlackRock spokesperson said the firm was unable to comment due to filing restrictions. Now, BlackRock amended its Bitcoin ETF proposal on October 18th, virtually last week. Scott Johnson, an associate at Davis Polk and Wardwell, noted the updated S1 filing included a CUSIP for the product, a nine-character code which is needed to identify a North American security for the clearing and settlement of trades. Now, the filing also contained language that seed creation baskets were to be purchased in October subject to conditions but did not specify the date or the amount, quoting Eric Balchunas, the lead ETF analyst over at Bloomberg. Note, seeding is typically not a lot of money, just enough to get the ETF going. So I wouldn't read this as, oh my God, BlackRock is buying a ton of Bitcoin at all, but more the fact they're doing it and disclosing it shows another step in the process of launching. Now, definitely notable that BlackRock is leading the charge on these logistics that tend to happen just prior to the launch, Balchunas wrote on Monday. Hard not to view this as them getting a Signal that approval is certain/slash imminent. Others have amended their Bitcoin ETF applications prior to BlackRock doing so. We also have ARC Invest in 21 Shares, which updated their Bitcoin ETF filing October 11th. Bloomberg intelligence analysts pointed to various additions, such as the clarification that the trust assets would not be commingled with corporate or other customer assets. Now, ARC CEO Kathy Wood told CNBC in an interview last week the amendment followed dialogue with the SEC. Now, the filing amendments are not the only apparent progress being made in the quest for a Bitcoin ETF. Also, Grayscale filed last week to register shares of its Bitcoin trust and their GBTC product under the Securities Act of 1933 as part of the new step in the process to ultimately convert their trust into an ETF. Now, this is a big deal because if they get the green light to convert GBTC to the spot Bitcoin ETF, they're already holding on to over 600,000 Bitcoin as they're the largest hodler of Bitcoin in the world. Now, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals on Monday formalized its August ruling that the SEC rejecting the GBTC conversion to an ETF but approving Bitcoin future funds was arbitrary and suspicious. The firm looked forward to continuing to work constructively with the SEC to convert GBTC to an ETF. A Grayscale spokesperson shared, adding that we intend to move as expeditiously as As possible. So there you have it. And as pointed out here by Crypto Rover, BlackRock is buying Bitcoin, but it won't directly pump the markets or will it? But according to him, here's why. The simple reason is that they are acquiring Bitcoin through miners, exchanges, and governments via over-the-counter transactions, as we know as OTC. This method doesn't directly influence the price of BTC. So don't be fooled. They are accumulating. They just literally uh, stated this with the SEC. And he makes a brilliant point. Now, quoting Larry Fink recently being interviewed on Fox News, this rally is way beyond the rumor. I think the rally today is about a flight to quality with all the issues around the Israeli war now. Global terrorism, I think there's more people running into a flight to quality, whether that's in treasuries, gold or crypto, depending upon how you think about it. And I do believe that crypto will play the type of role as a flight to quality. Preach powerful words coming from the CEO of the largest financial company in the world, and quoting another analyst in his take that Bitcoin will pump to a million dollars off the back of the spot Bitcoin ETF. Main takeaway, Bitcoin market cap went up by more than 50 billion in minutes. This was off the fake news that BlackRock got their ETF approved by the SEC, and very likely the money flowing into Bitcoin was less than 500 million dollars, which is a ratio of 100 to 1. A former BlackRock director said we can expect 150 to 200 billion dollars flowing into Bitcoin within the next three years after the Bitcoin ETFs are approved. So keeping the same ratio at $200 billion, we would have a market cap of $21 trillion, and the Bitcoin price would be $1 million per coin. Surely on the way up, there will be many people selling, but this is already directionally clear how much this could affect B for Bitcoin ETFs being approved. So there you have it, fam. Send it and let's freaking go. And don't forget to check out cryptonewsalerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Hoddle!